This week, we're reading The Cold King by Amber Yeager, otherwise known as Fifty Shades of Grey for YA. Hi, readers. I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines, those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected for their happy ending. Want to see what's next on our TBR list? Subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book. I take full responsibility <laughs> for this book. This sounds like one of those like YouTube apology videos. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much what it is uh well no okay so i was complicit in this because uh we were talking about books that we could read to kind of fill this gap that we somehow had in our publishing schedule and we're like oh okay uh jordan recommended the cold king and i was like this sounds super familiar and i had read the 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 fire Fire king King? yeah by amber yeager the same author and i gave it four stars so yeah (laughs) well and i rated i loved i remember loving the cold king and the general story i even liked the synopsis of it yeah i read it nine years ago yeah maybe less because i think i read the fire king probably like 2013 (laughs) yeah it's been a while but like i liked it (laughs) yeah and um let's just say that we didn't have the same takeaway yeah this, this aged into vinegar um yeah, yeah there is no mm. wine involved in this it except is. the one that jordan drank to write this draft. yeah i had to <laughs> it, well one i had to drink some wine to finish the book in the first place and yeah. then write some notes about it because my god so many problems we will we'll restrain ourselves from talking about too many notes in the beginning i know we've done that in the last few books we've reviewed but we'll go through the synopsis first after we kind of talk about some alternative books yeah. that you should read instead yeah we'll keep our notes for the end too so you have a reference point so you mm. can be equally as mad as we are about everything that we're going to talk oh, about <laughs> well again so we're trying to do similar books for mm-hmm. our full-length episodes so if you like beauty and the beast retellings if you like fairy tale retellings in general Something you should read a hundred percent, even if even if you don't like um, Beauty and the Beast, read Beauty by Robin McKinley. Hmm. It is firmly YA. It is short. I think it's like maybe two hundred twenty pages. Oh whoa! <laughs> uh, you can read it in an hour or two, but it's like a really well done Beauty and the Beast story. Hmm. And it's similar to the Cold King, where the heroine is kind of like a Cinderella type, mm-hmm. not beautiful, kind of downtrodden, but done correctly yeah that's fair and then if you want something a little bit more like spicy more adult read uh entreat me by grace draven is also kind of like a beauty and the beast retelling which was a pick of the week uh yeah it was actually because we read that after one of the other grace draven books yeah i think you dived into it you're like oh grace draven pick of the oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) sometimes you just have to have a full like grace draven yeah (laughs) yeah but um if you want a heroine that's a little bit more like strong-willed and like not dominant that's not the right word but like she's gonna go after what she wants and treat me by grace draven and then finally we have thorn which we just finished Mm -hmm. another great fairy tale retelling with a similar type of heroine but again done just better yeah (laughs) so read the read any of those three read all three don't just don't read this don't read this book (laughs) if if we can do anything for you readers just listen to us and don't read this book yep 
Yeah, but we uh, I think it's kind of important that we still wanted to talk about this book because I think there's a lot of um, maybe not like problematic things in the plot of this, but things that need to be discussed because they do pop up occasionally in other books that are mm-hmm. maybe like more well received. And it's like there's there's discussion that needs to yeah. be had. The <laughs> problematic themes in this book are very overt. Mm-hmm. Like there's no hiding them. There's no disguising them with like a great plot or yeah. great <laughs> other characters. They're just problems. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get into it. Um, yeah. But basically this this is a uh, readable garbage is what I wrote. <laughs> this is what I wrote in my script last yeah. night. And it's Cinderella meets Beauty and the Beast meets Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, my God. <laughs> but <And> YA? <laughs> so I was reading this and I was probably at like the 65% mark and I was chugging my way through it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. This is fine. It's not great, but I'm just going to get through it. And then I see this text from Jordan where she literally <laughs> says... This is Fifty Shades of Grey, but for YA. And I couldn't read the last of it. I was like, <laughs> it's all I saw. And it was just everything, every interaction. I was like, this is a very not well. <laughs> oh, my God. So if you even try to read it, um, you're not going to be able to read it now because no. you're going to have that in your brain your whole time. Like, <laughs> And it has everything to do with the way the heroine is designed, basically, yeah. because there's no sex in this book. It, mm. it, it is pretty clean. Yeah. But it establishes like a dom sub relationship. Yeah. Which I'm fully support anyone who's into that. Like, that's not what am I trying to say here? Like, that's fine. Like, do what you do and what you enjoy doing. But not in this context. Not in this context, (laughs) because it's not healthy. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Because it's um, it's like the forced uh, dom sub rules almost. So um, maybe that's a good like segue into kind of the plot of this. Mm -hmm. So the concept is there's this village and there's a king that is over this village, which is kind of confusing because why do they have one king for one tiny village? But like maybe he has other villages, but like, okay, question mark. Yeah. Um, that was never clarified. Yeah, it's a weird <laughs> setting. Like, oh, here's a village, here's a king, and that's it. Yeah. And so he is called the cold king because he's an asshole and he's immortal. And he occasionally asks for like a couple servants from the main village. And you either, you know, like self-select and you're like, okay, I'll go do it because I hate my life. Or the like town, like, like pick. You? Yeah, you you are chosen, and it's a like a life sentence. Like, yeah, when you are chosen or you volunteer to go work for the Cold King, it's for the rest of your life. Ugh. And that's kind of how it starts. Is Kalia is like in like a busy market or something, and she sees this super old lady who is one of the Cold King's servants, and she like falls in the in the mud and like drops her basket. And nobody stops to help her, and she's like, "Oh my god, I am the heroine. I am the Mary Sue, so I must help her." And uh, even the lady is like, what the fuck are you doing? Do you know who I am? I work for the Cold King. Why are you helping me right now? That's what the lady does. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, okay. And then that's how we are introduced to Kalia. So she is typically, like, she's described as a very typical, downtrodden, waif-like, abused girl. She's homely. Homely, plain, thin, like a strong wind would knock her over. (laughs) (laughs) Yet somehow she can also clean her whole entire house every single day and take care of her, like, four other siblings. Yeah, she's running errands, like, in the town for her mom. She's carrying, like, a basket of goose feathers. Like, okay, that's not heavy, but, like... What? <laughs> it's the whole like one pound of feathers versus oh, one pound of... <laughs> God. Because also I get tired after like 30 minutes of cleaning. Yeah. So I have questions. Because if she also doesn't eat well, like how is she cleaning every single day all the time? I don't know. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Like you said, it's Mary Sue. Yeah. 
she's kind because she is supposed to be kind because the author has written her that way. Yeah. So when she goes to help this old woman who's fallen, like you don't get any sense that she feels empathy. No. Or that she feels sympathy or that, I, I don't know. Like yeah. you don't get a, a sense of the internal workings of this character of Kalia. She's just going through the motions of being a good person. Yeah. And it's. I think she even remarks on it too. She's like, oh, nobody is helping that lady. I, I guess help. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Like, girl, what? <laughs> yeah. So she goes, she helps the old woman. The old woman's snarky. Kalia goes back after running into her mom, who's a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I did kind of like that the author made the evil mom figure her biological mom. Yeah. Because I did too. a lot of times you get like, oh, it's the evil stepmom or it's the evil aunt or it's like some way to design the familial relationship so it's like if it was the blood mother they would be kind and generous mm-hmm. uh no this mom is just a bitch yeah <laughs> so and it was nice too because it was also like tempered bitchness like she was 100 percent a horrible person but there was like moments of like you are my daughter and like i'm let me explain you know the concept of the cold king to you and like let me explain something else but for the most part she was a bitch but it was nice that she wasn't fully she wasn't evil yeah because it's an unbelievable character unless you have those little like highlights of something else yeah she just doesn't care like she doesn't love her daughter she doesn't really love any of her kids she just has kids yeah which i think it's actually (laughs) that's a thing that's a thing (laughs) and it's not talked about a lot especially in fiction Mm -hmm. Um, and it was nice too because i think she's described as like a woman who thinks she's like owed more and like she's just a moment away from making her fortune and like a better life and i think there's a lot of people that do live that way and it kind of like manifests in the their relationships Mm -hmm. so it was the mom had a better characterization than she did better than like what uh, yeah (laughs) more believable yeah at at the very least so a few days later kalia is doing chores around the house and then or in town i don't know the whole somewhere the whole scene (laughs) the whole plot is a blur at this point but the cult king comes down to the village to announce the fact that his personal servant has died the old woman and he needs a replacement so hello town find me a replacement (laughs) or get a volunteer or something and then he leaves and goes away and so calia watches him come to the village square to make this announcement he's got a mask on Mm -hmm. yeah akatar oh really yeah uh tamlin wears mask the full first oh i didn't remember that piece yeah which is because when did this come out because that's kind of an odd concept for well not not really a lot of the historical like mm. romance, Beauty and the Beast retellings use a mask thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I not know that. Uh, I got a- educated today. <laughs> so <laughs> she's rolling her eyes so hard. Oh, I'm so annoyed by this. Because <laughs> her eyes are going to pop out of her head. Oh. <laughs> so Phantom of the Opera is the vibes I got oh. because it's like he wears a, like a, that kind of mask mm-hmm. and it's covered in jewels. Yeah. Um, what could be under the mask? I don't know. Is his face scarred? I don't huh. know. Uh, it's not hair, so. Uh, yeah. Because um, his jawline is described as sharp and defined handsome. and handsome. <laughs> and his shoulders are wide and he has perfectly tussled hair. So which questions. And he's immortal. Yeah. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Checking all the boxes here. <laughs> so he leaves and then the town has goes into this panic mode. Let's have a town meeting. Kalia says, hey, mom, can I go to the town meeting to help make this decision? And mom's like, fuck no, because um, <laughs> I'm going to sacrifice you. Yep. <laughs> and that's exactly what happens. Yeah. She's like chosen. The mom comes home and she's like, well, you're not my problem anymore. And Kalia's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. 
So the town chooses Kalia because she's plain and has no marriage prospects. Which, ugh. God. <laughs> that was like in sync, too. I know, but like how many times have we read that? Oh this God. just felt so rote yeah. to quote you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I love a good spinster, but she's not a spinster. She's not. No. She's just 18 years old and wayfish and... For... And abused by her mom. Like, yeah. And for some reason, the whole town hates her for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I... everyone in the town is like, oh, you're useless. Oh, you're ugly. Oh, whatever. No one acts like that. Yeah. No one. Because that kind of got, like, totally glossed over. Like, why is she so, like, ostracized? There's no explanation for it. Wow. But, yeah, she's ostracized. Yeah. I, that's a perfect way to put it. What the heck? Because it'd make more sense if she had, like, made, like, a really bad mistake or something. So this is a good point. What you brought up a little while ago. Uh, offline, by the way, readers. Um, <laughs> her physical description. Yeah. Okay. So she is described as very tan from working outside all the time. Her hair is sun-bleached, so she's, like, white blonde. Which, like, that doesn't happen because she's naturally, like, dark brunette, which, again, that uh, physically does not work, but please continue. Yeah. <laughs> so she's thin, she's super tan, and I don't know what color her eyes are. I think she is described as having dark eyes. Oh, okay, yeah. And then really, really light hair, which is, like, dry and straw-like because it's been burnt by the sun, whatever. Um <sighs> Because, I mean, our readers are probably picking up on the very kind of questionable. She looks like fucking Daenerys. Description in this, too. Because, like, dry hair, dark skin. And this is, like, common in a lot of cultures where, like, darker skinned, like, variants are seen as, like, not as beautiful as, mm-hmm. like, paler skin. And it's like, why are we going to do this? Yeah. Especially especially in this YA kind of book. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Because as you'll see later, like all of a sudden when she's like at the palace and she starts like eating well, her skin magically gets super pale and her hair becomes this like beautiful, luscious, like She dark gets a haircut brown. and yeah, it's uh, like how fucking questionable as like a description of a character. And honest to God, like description is of characters should not really matter maybe a little bit but like you had to make it bad <laughs> like yeah i don't know i was triggered immediately i didn't like fine. this i mean there's there's certain uses to like certain physical descriptions of characters right mm-hmm. you can make them more relatable or less relatable make them stand out from like the other people that they're around which is what is being done here like Kalia yeah. is described that way to make her seem different from everyone in the town great lovely fan fantastic just mm-hmm. just in a questionable way yeah did you have to do it that way yeah like ugh. you and um basically she's chosen and then she goes up to the castle and yeah yeah As, and she's surprised <laughs> yeah like come on Kalia. like you didn't see this what? coming like no one likes you your mom doesn't like you well, you're not gonna get married who is the town gonna pick <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Uh, And then she, like, knocks on the door and there's, like, this, you know, scary-looking butler who, you know, somehow... He's a butler. Next time she sees him, he's all nice, except this time he's, like, disdainful, so that was confusing. I like the butler more than I liked Kalia. A same. (laughs) And she's, like, escorted into, like, a throne room where she has this audience with the king and... Nothing really happens in this except he throws her in the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> he he asks he asks her, God, words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, 
why she was chosen. And she's like, I wasn't loved and I'm not pretty and no one's going to marry me. And so he's like, like could you imagine telling like a king no. that? Like- and he's like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, uh, let's go. And that makes sense. <laughs> that's what he says, basically. Yeah. Um, so this is the like introduction, the start. Like, I mean, it's already problematic just based on the character design and description. But this is the introduction of the Fifty Shades of Grey style story. Um, so he puts her in a dungeon. Like an actual dungeon. And we were going to save some of the quotes for the end. Mm-hmm. But I there's a few that from this particular scene... Oh, it triggered me. <laughs> She's making like claw hands. Um, so I'm pretty sure this is one of the quotes when he's like, why are you like, she's, she asks, asks is a super hard I, yeah. word for me to say. I don't know what is going on today. So she questions like, why are you putting me in a dungeon? And he says, I am your master and you are my servant. From now on, anything you have or possess is only because I choose to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um. To continue with. The second is that you must learn to depend on me for everything. Uh huh. I'm pretty sure I've seen some like Vice videos of like live in dom sub relationships where they almost say that verbatim. Yep. <laughs> this is a YA novel. Uh huh. So uh, the king personally puts her in a dungeon and then he's the only one who brings her food and water and like cleansing yeah. water and a blanket. And it's all to demonstrate that. He, she has to depend on him on him for everything. Yeah, but it's like also confusing because like, why would a king do all that? You know what I mean? And like, he does it for all of the servants. So every time he gets a new servant, he does this routine where he puts them in a dungeon and he personally attends them. And it's like he's creating this uh, toxic, dependent, emotional yeah. relationship with his people. Oh, because he even says, I think during this, he's like, it's easier this way. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't think Stockholm it is. Stockholm so much. Um, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I mean, it works for me. It's like, well. <laughs> and it's weird because all the other servants in the castle, there's like a horse mistress, a doctor, yeah. a, a gardener, housekeeper, a kitchen, a cook. There was Yeah. Word. <laughs> but they're all people who have been through this same thing. Mm-hmm. But Kelly is special and yeah. different. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so special. And he's been doing this for 300 years. Also, why has no one, like, that? that's questionable. Like, mm-hmm. there's some kind of complaints, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I could even get down with him, like, drugging people, like, to show, like, you need to establish dominance and, oh, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, welcome to the castle. Drink this thing, throw them in a dungeon, and they're super weak. Like, that would yeah. explain how Kalia could go along with it. Yeah. But, like, I need an- another device to make these characters so willing to accept being... Yeah. You know? Because she's just like, yep, I'm in the dungeon now. And it's like, girl, how are you okay? And then after, like, three days of being in the dungeon, she starts to miss him and, like, panics when he doesn't show up. Yeah. That was fucking gross. Yeah, because, like, he brings down, like, a table and they have dinner together, but she's, you know... Uh, I'm not going to agree to this and I still hate you and you're stupid but then he's like sit down bitch and she sits down and eats like yeah it's like girl are you uh, fucking tripping balls like but then uh, he takes the table back and doesn't come back for a few days and she's like oh no it's like girl that is not my first thought no (laughs) it's like she's immediately drawn to him attached to him after three days of doing this routine like no it would take way longer than that and she also keeps like commenting on how handsome he is I, yeah, this happens. And then he decides one day that she has learned her lesson and she's ready to be his personal attendant, which involves 
like serving him meals and tea and sewing his fucking shirts. Yeah. Why? I don't know. He's got fancy shirts that need to be hand sewn. I guess I like skimmed to the end of this and it's because like, uh, not to ruin it, but he's covered in scars and like seams. Like, oh, I forgot scars, about that part. Which like, I guess I believe, but also like, why do you not want people to know that, that you only have your personal attendant sew your shirts? And then also, why is your personal attendant a woman if you even feel uncomfortable yeah. with her like cleaning your bedroom? And like, it's like, I... Uh, and what? Okay, and then the, the whole setup for Kalia not being able to sew correctly. Yeah. Find me a village woman who doesn't know how to make a shirt. Yeah. Like, if she has been the household slave for her mother for yeah. her entire life, but she's only been allowed to cook because she's so clumsy, bullshit. Yeah. Mama's going to teach her how to sew something because no one wants to do that. Yeah. The but mom's not going to sit there and make, like, onesies for all no. her kids. Like, <laughs> like, this was a mechanism just to show how clumsy and, oh, she needs to have her hand held through all of these tasks. Like, oh, feel sympathy for Kalia. It's mm. exhausting. It really is. Because even she goes off on this little, like, adventure, too, with the, like, motherly figure maid chick or, like, oh, housekeeper. Yeah. And she shows Kalia how to, like, um, serve someone at, like, a dinner table and, like, manners and you are to the left of them two steps or something and she's like walking her through all this and she's like no don't worry honey you're gonna get it it's totally okay and it's like if this man would put you in a dungeon just to like teach you a lesson like how is he okay with you not knowing all of this like immediately yeah. or just like you know fire hosing it and then like perform or die if he's gonna be like an evil overlord dominant type he should be angry all the fucking time yeah and like constant like not okay with how I don't know. It's yeah. just it, inconsistent Yeah, is a good way to describe, I think, how the plot progresses. And there's, like, no punishment for her failures either. No. Because, like, there's a couple of times that she, like, doesn't do it right. And he's like, yeah. And then that's it. <laughs> it's like, what? It's <laughs> actually a perfect description of how it goes down. It's like, okay. Yeah. The king. So as she's progressing and learning how to be his personal attendant, she gets new clothes and new shoes and she gets to experience the pain of having new shoes. Who gives a shit? Um, which she also gets like beautiful gowns, uh, which like, why it, would a servant get like really beautiful? I, there's no reason. Yeah. Cause like one of her dresses is like sapphire blue. What's like ever. <laughs> I never, <laughs> I have never, I rolled so much during a recording. This Anyways. maybe the fourth wing. I don't oh, know. that's true. But at least at least we finished this one. Yeah. Um true. the king so one day the king catches like a village idiot stealing a rose from his garden. Oh, mm -hmm. Peter the Beast, yay. Um <laughs> and the dude is stealing the rose because it's a cultural tradition, which I thought was a nice touch. It was interesting. Yeah. That was a good idea. Good job, author. Um <laughs> here's your little bone. <laughs> um and the king gets mad because it's his personal rose. He sentences the idiot to something like really drastic. And Kalia. I think it's like 10 years in prison or something. Yeah. Uh, roses don't grow anywhere else and he has to tend them himself. Mm -hmm. And it's such a like, bro, are you really? Yeah. Yes. So. so, but Kalia argues and tries to defend the guy. And the king is like, oh, you're so smart <laughs> and sympathetic to people. Thank you for that piece wow. of wisdom. <laughs> That's basically exactly what he says, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he, like, praises her for being willing to disagree with him. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Except the next time that he ha it happens, he, like, throws her in a dungeon and she yeah. dies or something. Uh, meanwhile, he teaches her how to read. Oh, I forgot about this. So this is, like, some for real Akatar. Now I want to know when this came out. Yeah. So he teaches her how to read. 
great. Another Beauty and the Beast, like, shout out, incorporating books. Was that before or after Akatar? I don't know. Um, 2015. Oh. Hmm. But again, like, this is not a unique plot. No. Akatar isn't a unique plot. Yeah. It's just weird how many, like, parallels. Mm-hmm. So a few more weeks go by. Kalia is getting better. <laughs> Unspecified passing of time. <laughs> um, a random king and his two daughters uh, show up for, like, a court visit feast yeah. thing. Yeah. And she immediately starts to feel, like, jealous. And it's like, girl. Don't. What? So the king who shows up to visit this cold king wants to marry off the younger of his two daughters. But for some reason, he brings both of them. But the older one is married. Yeah. Like, what is she doing? I don't know. She's yeah. just there. <laughs> she's there. Um, She's there as a device because she has to show up again later. Yep. Um. <laughs> Kalia has another makeover session, um, and the king is appropriately, like, stupefied. Yeah. Because this is the hair moment, I think. Yeah. Oh, it is. Because her hair gets cut, and then it's shown that, oh, it's got body and volume and a different color. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. Because I also don't love, because one of your notes was you don't like the descriptions and characterizations of other women in this book. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a good like point to talk about that because Justine, the younger one, is described in the most like harrowing terms. It's like her, so she... she's wearing a dress and like a corset that created a flabby shelf. Uh, like what? <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, I know, but like, there's no redeeming qualities for this visiting princess, uh-uh. Justine, and it's just a point to show the contrast between Justine and Kalia. Yeah, it's just like slut shaming too, because yeah. Kalia literally is like she's a floozy, and she says that too the- twice. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, what is your justification for that? She's a fucking princess. What else yeah. is she gonna do besides marry another king? Yeah, and also like, does it? matter and like how do you and how do what she does no (laughs) uh her father has instructed her that she is going to marry the cold king who's this immortal terrifying mask yeah wearing monster uh she's trying to make the most of her situation and yet callie is going to be here yeah she's a floozy because she wears a short dress like you're slut shaming yeah (laughs) but to someone that probably is still a virgin because she's a princess. So, like, yeah. the math ain't mathin'. Well, and then also the way Justine interacts or yeah. her little thing with the king. So, she, basically, she accuses the king of sleeping with Kalia with his personal mm-hmm. servant because he's got a personal servant. And it's just this snarky, disgusting comment to show how, like, Kalia and Justine are two opposite yeah. types of women. And another, like, <sighs> another, like overt dig at Kalia by an external person that the king has to defend her against. Yep. Yeah. I am so tired of girl-on-girl violence. Except if it's, like, cool violence, Mm -hmm. like, sword fight, and then they become friends or something. But, But like, girl-on-girl violence driven because there's a man involved. Yeah. Because they're they're competing with each other over, like, physical beauty or stuff. Uh, Do you know that, like, filmmaking rule? I feel like we've talked about it before, where it's, like, a certain measurement of how many times two female actresses are on screen having a conversation that doesn't involve... A male character. Oh, yeah, we have talked about that before. Uh, I feel like this book is a good representation. 
conversation of how badly that can go. Because <laughs> I don't think she has a conversation with anyone that's not a about him. Yeah. It's always like, about him. Yeah. Even with her mother. Yeah. All the conversations with her mother are about the king. All the conversations with the housekeeper are about the king. Like, she never has a conversation just about herself. This about is her so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. How are you a book with a female protagonist and you can't pass yeah. the... <laughs> this is definitely... Not a heroine. No. Uh-uh. Ugh. We're not even all, all the way through. No, we're like halfway. Well, this visit happens with the princesses. The king rejects the marriage offer. And because Kalia performed so well as his personal <sighs> attendant, he decides to reward her with like a two-day vacation to go visit her family. Which doesn't make sense because if she was chosen and like volunteered by her family, like she told you that and you're yeah. like... I'm you want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, she doesn't. And Callie is inconsistent, too. Yeah. She's like, she could have said at the very beginning, I don't want to go home. Mm-hmm. And it's this weird back and forth where she doesn't know what she wants. Yeah. Also, there's another quote from this uh, section during the visit with the two princesses and the king. Mm. The cold king refers to Kalia as his, quote, luscious servant to distract <laughs> his enemies. <laughs> I just took a sip of Gatorade. I was about to spray it everywhere. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, because he makes that comment because Kalia is a useful distraction for the other king because she's so luscious. Which, what? (laughs) Because also that's never touched upon again. No. Like, he doesn't even, the other king is just talking with him about, like, science Yeah, they don't pay any attention to her. Yeah. It's just the king being fucking creepy. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. That gives me, like, ooh. Yeah. Oh, and the cold king has a name. I think it's, like, Valanka or something. Yeah, it was something that didn't make sense. Yeah. Is that a first name? I was like three quarters of the way through the book and I kept seeing the name Falanka and I thought it was like a servant and I kept skimming (laughs) over and I'm like, oh, that's the main character. (laughs) I just kept calling him the Cold King. Yeah. I was like, sure. That's what we did in the script too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of name is that? I don't know. Because it's literally like Falanka. Girl, I'm not even going to try. Anyways. (laughs) So he sends her home. She goes reluctantly to stay with her mom. Her mom's like, oh, you did so well. Look at you. You're pretty again. And then the king also sent some gifts for Kelly to bring back. Uh, she goes, her mom takes her around the town to like show her off. Yeah. And yeah. That's it. That's it. Kelly <laughs> uh, has a really bad time. And oh my God, this next scene fucking triggered me. So her two days of vacation end. She goes back to the castle. She sees the king for the first time in two days and runs to him and gives them a, gives him a hug and says, "Please don't ever send me away again." That and was so gross. And then weird. he like embraces her and like whispers in her ear, "I'll never let you go again." God, uh, if you want like these romantic types of reunions and lines. Read any other book <laughs> besides this one. Go to the romance section in your local library and pull out any book. Yeah, <laughs> I feel kind of like sick. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just cringy. Um, but also, it, like when she was back home, she had like some questionable interaction with those like two oh the creepy two, dudes. yeah the two creepy dudes who are like, like super handsome and everybody thinks they're angels, but they like sexually assault women. Yeah, and, and like she gets sexually assaulted light. Yeah, like they are like manhandling her, yeah. but then I don't know how she escapes, but she escapes her somehow. Ugh. So uh, what was the point of that? Uh, none. none. There's none. <laughs> Just to show that the town still hates her. She's abused and she needs to seek refuge at the castle with the king. Yeah. So things proceed at the castle as normal. Uh, they grow closer, kind of, I guess. I don't feel Are any- you going to skip past the line where you say gag me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that caught me off guard so bad. (laughs) 
reference to the like <laughs> hug scene, but I just like my eyes like zero in. <laughs> I was like, gag me. <laughs> so again, readers, I wrote our script notes <laughs> with a bottle of wine in me all by myself. And Ooh. I was so disgusted by the scene where like they reunite. I just typed gag me. That's fair. <laughs> Fitting for a Fifty Shades of Grey style story. <laughs> 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 Gotta get in those sly one-liners. Um, that is one of my favorite things about Jordan is she just has these fucking savage, like quietly delivered, like, ugh. Thanks, girl. Katie. I appreciate it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just over here, like, killing me. <laughs> okay. Mo- moving on. Yeah. Um, things at the castle continue. And then the one of the two princesses, the older one that visited originally, comes back by herself to say, hey, Cold King, I need a place to stay because I'm pregnant with a girl. My abusive husband wants to kill me and my daughter once she's born because he only wants a son. In return, I'll give you some intel about my dad. And yeah, how about it? Yeah. And it's kind of triggering. So he immediately is like, I'm going to throw you in the dungeon. A pregnant woman. Uh, Yeah. And it's kind of wild because like, Okay, I kind of get where you're coming from. Except had they not like three pages before this had some kind of like emotional bonding moment between the king and Kalia. And he tells her about how his uh, sister got yeah. married off to some like horrible king and got pregnant. And then she was like murdered or something like y- you going to do this to another pregnant what? woman married to an evil king. Okay, that's fine. Um, I have questions. <laughs> and here Kalia gets to be brave and stand up for other people and she says no you can't put a pregnant woman in the dungeon and the cold king gets fucking furious because she's objecting in front of the visitor so he hauls her away and throws Callie in the dungeon instead (laughs) and he's so mad that he just tosses her in there and forgets about her for like i don't know a full day yeah it's like two days maybe or something something but it's like in the middle of winter yeah uh obviously he goes back in to check on her because he's like oh fuck my servant's in the freezer right now um and she's almost dead hypothermia wow no blanket no food no nothing (laughs) and he's even like oh my god i forgot to give her basic necessities and now she's like dead what my my (laughs) heart i feel love for my servant that i abused Terribly. I'm such a bad man. It was the weirdest, like, <laughs> fucking odd. He, like, scoops her up in his arms and, like, carries her, shouting for the doctor the entire time. Like, this is the hero that you designed? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Do we want to talk about it now or later? How literally everything bad that happens to Kalia, which is a lot of fucked up things, are just lessons for the main hero. We should talk about it after the really horrible one Yeah, at the end. let's save it for that yeah. piece. But just keep that in mind, because that comes uh, in the future. But don't worry, we are close to the end. Uh, <laughs> we're almost there. And then we will... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to what now? <laughs> Oh, that's true. I I needed a word there instead of a noise. Uh, That could have been a very suggestive I know. Is there sometimes that I'm listening to this podcast and I just like zero in on the weird like uh haunt noises I make? And there are some that like they belong in one of those like smutty audiobook things because like girl. Yeah. Uh, Questionable. So I'm sorry if I'm making like pornographic noises (laughs) while you're just trying to listen to your book podcast. You're on the way to work. You just... There have been so many times when I'm like, I am so sorry. It's like seven o'clock in the morning. You're like, I'm not ready for this. No. 
let's wait for next week. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um. So the king rescues Kalia. She recovers slowly. And this is the part in the story where she gets to be like, I don't know, the resistant, like yeah. distant one. And the king has to beg her for forgiveness. It's dumb. And it feels <sighs> really forced. Yeah. And she resolves that she's going to leave the castle. And like, he's appropriately remorseful and says, whatever you need, my sweet love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't believe I did this to you. But uh, yet I've been doing the same thing for 300 years. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. Doesn't he... Okay, so she does recover. She goes away, comes back, right? I think so. Because there's so many times that she, like, leaves and comes back that I get confused. Yeah. I think she might leave, but then she comes back, and then another time she decides to leave, or he forces her yeah, away. Yeah, I think the, the last time he still feels regretful about mm-hmm. how he's treated her, and he finally resolves to, like, give her a better life and, like, release her from service. Oh, yeah. Um. And it's at this point in the story where she's like, oh, but I love you. Don't make me go away. Yeah. And like, I love If I liked any scene, it was his response to her <laughs> saying that she loved him because he just laughs. <laughs> and yeah. He laughs and says, no, honey, you don't love me. I'm 300 years old and you are a child. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what love is. Please go away and have a normal life. Yeah. Which... That could have been the end I, yeah. and made it a really good story. Yeah. <laughs> That's a reasonable response. Like, I wish we had more of that and all of this, like, fae romance yeah. stuff. Like, this 300-year-old man is dating an 18-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> and he also tells her, like, you've been treated like a slave. Like, you you don't love me. Yeah. It's the one moment of clarity in the whole book. Yeah. But Callie, okay, so please talk about this because you, her response to this is probably one of the most problematic elements in the whole book. Yep. So she basically um, dresses up in her like fanciest, like most, what's the word? Not slutty, but the like Victorian version of slutty. Uh, not sensual. Uh, there's a word for it. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know. You guys are probably screaming it in your cars right now or something. You know, where it's a little bit like, ooh, that's audacious uh scandalous <laughs> yeah scandalous so she's picks her most like scandalous like uh look at me dress to go to the village where nobody still likes her which like where she was previously I... assaulted yeah yeah so questions she and goes then... to pick out a husband oh she goes to yeah he tells her like you have to go pick out a husband and get yarn or something yeah because she like also she learns how to crochet yeah that happens <laughs> which like I love hobbies and stuff like that, but also this is weird. And so she like spends the whole day and she's like, this is annoying. Like, I love him and this is stupid. And then she goes into a store to get like yarn or cinnamon or something. Oh, it's both, I think. Yeah. She needs cinnamon, but she doesn't know how much she needs. Yeah. And then uh, we get this really, really horrible. Um, The two guys who are like sweethearts that the town loves but are horrible demons snag her and she tries to run away and they snag her again and then they like haul her off by her arms and legs behind the counter and then they like hog tie her and then she escapes but then they like find her again and then she knocks out and then I don't even know what happens after that. So I think this if this were for like adult readers this would have been a rape scene. Yeah. And it basically, there's no way she could have gotten away. Mm-mm. Like, not by the way this was set up. Yeah. So that's kind of how I read it. Like, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, she does get away and she manages to crawl back to the castle. Yeah. 
and she's like barely functioning because yeah. she's beaten and bruised and-, and they're like chasing her too so she has to hide in the bushes and she's all scraped up and then she kind of like goes to one of the cliffs that's like a little bit like crumbled or something and she yeets herself across it but she's in a garden and she's like okay it's nighttime this is perfect because the king goes out to the garden once every day at 10 o'clock um does something who knows but this is the garden I'm not supposed to be in, but it's fine because I'm being like chased by these Mm -hmm. literal like felons, except he like she runs into him and he doesn't have his mask on or any clothes on and a towel, which like so he goes to the garden to bathe. Yeah, whatever. Um, And so it's at this point where she sees his full face with the mask on. He's burned. We had previously learned in the story that he's cursed because he had a party um, while his, <laughs> basically while his dad was out of town like his dad the former king left town left the castle to him and he had a party and a fire started and it burned down a bunch of people died yeah and he survived but got burned all over his face and his body so explain to me how the top half of your face gets burned but your torso gets burned but your chin is fine and that doesn't make sense because that would be like the first part uh, if your chest is like on fire it would yeah Huh. That's fucking weird. The uh, math ain't mathin'. He has a extreme response to seeing her in his precious garden, which yeah. is like she's beaten and bruised and barely alive. Yeah. And like also talking about two people chasing her there. And he's like, what are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and he just banishes her. Like he yeah. doesn't help her. No, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Yeah. Because also like... You had all these very complicated feelings for her. And even if you're like, I'm 300 years old and I don't love you, like, you have some kind of relationship with her. But, like, why didn't you, like, wait 15 minutes or, like, even just, like, have her Mm -hmm. go inside for a little bit? What happened to all that regret you were feeling, like, just days ago? Because then, like, magically we, like, fast forward in time. And then he, like, goes down to, like, ask for another servant. And then, like, he, like, goes into a fuck this scene. A bar or something for some reason. So I think he's still standing in the town square and he sees Kalia rolling like a beer barrel, (laughs) but she's bruised. Um, She's like a giant like goose egg on her forehead. Yeah, she's wearing like tattered clothes and stuff. And the tavern keeper is like looming over her and yelling at her. And this is where we get that super shitty line (laughs) where the king like sees Kalia, runs up to her. And gets to say, (laughs) who did this to you? (laughs) Okay, you know your girl loves a good, like, who did this to you. But this was the least good. It almost gave me the ick towards the line, but I don't like it anymore. You know who did this to Kalia? The fucking cold king. He did. (laughs) You're the reason all this happened. (laughs) That was you. So he saves her from the tavern keeper because now he feels bad yeah and she was like sold off by her mom which yeah. like i also don't really get how that happens but, like okay <sighs> again so she's like an indentured servant and she's like i work here now like fuck off cold king and he's like but i love you and i want to protect you and she's like i work as an indentured servant and i'm gonna stay here and she's like super indifferent to him which like i get but also like wouldn't you prefer to just mm-hmm. like use him or something and then just stay at the castle and not get beat or yeah. assaulted but somehow like they eventually go back to the castle and like everything's uh, yeah he like puts a bunch of money on the counter and he's like i'm gonna take her and she's like fine but like That's girl <laughs> at least you're not gonna get beat like i know mm. so they go back to the castle they their relationship gets like restarted whatever he sees the light 
and frees all his slaves and says, hey, if you still want to work here, I'll pay you this time. And all of his people are like, sure, we'll stay here because no one else wanted us. And then Kalia becomes his queen. Yeah. Because I, um, now that we're talking about it, like I really don't understand how all of a sudden she forgave him when he literally like spurned her when she had just been raped. And this is like the third time it, this happens. Like yeah. the dungeon. Yeah. the This scene where she runs back to the garden. Yeah. Because like, like, what if you're pregnant and you like say something he doesn't agree with? Are you going to end up in the yeah. dungeon again? But yeah, that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, love each other. They love each other. <laughs> Happily ever after. It's great. <laughs> um, this was truly horrendous. And I, yeah. I'm so ashamed of myself that I liked this book when I first read it. I, uh, so, I don't know. I can understand, like, what was there when, like, you probably read it for the first time. Because, like, I can see 100% why, like, I liked probably the Fire King or whatever. Because in that, like, younger reader, we didn't really have good examples of why things are problematic. Like, there wasn't a lot of discussions about, like, why is this in books? We don't need it to be there, except if it has a very explicit purpose. Like, because I read all kinds of questionable books, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. But it's like, we never had discussions about, like, "Uh, no, this is problematic, and this is why. So, I get why we both probably (laughs) liked this. But it just makes me angrier. Yeah. Because this is geared towards young readers. Mm -hmm. And, like, young readers who can't see these problems with the right lens yeah it's just i don't know yeah because we've talked about this too what's the difference between like ya and new a and adult and it always comes down to like the graphicness of the scenes but like are we just going to skim over the fact that she was literally raped in this book for like no apparent reason and she's also in this like very questionable like dom submissive servant relationship with the guy that she apparently loves like which is that's okay to have in a ya book like which is that is fine in the right with the right setup right but she goes from one emotionally abusive relationship with her mother Mm -hmm. to another emotionally abusive and physically abusive relationship like there's no chance for Kalia as a independent human to yeah. like really find herself and find her own identity and understand what her boundaries are mm-hmm. she's just she's not any heroine I would want like a young reader to oh. identify with yeah because that's what kind of scares me is like you have I feel like younger and younger people reading some of these books just because of like access because um, I mean you have tablets you have computers your phone you can read whatever for free mm-hmm. and it's like you're reading some like really questionable mm-hmm. things but like it's also trying to steer them towards better things but it's like hard to find the better things when it's this book had like 14,000 five-star reviews so (laughs) if anything if I can find any nice thing to say about this book is that the English is fine yeah I didn't see I think I saw like one grammatical error and it was like a weird random one which okay and like they stay consistent with the setting Mm -hmm. like there's not a lot there's no modernisms that I that I caught Mm -hmm. which is probably why we were able to read it yeah because I feel like (laughs) actually finish it (laughs) like I think I can get through problematic plot and character devices if the writing is good yeah no I wouldn't say this is good writing I would say it's like this is the baseline (laughs) this is like legible is that the right yeah this yeah. reads like fan fiction uh it does but i almost feel like that's insulting to fan fiction i, I know <laughs> this is like what pad fan fiction oh that's like bottom of the barrel <laughs> i didn't realize there's a word for that oh yeah girl <laughs> <laughs> oh man um i'm i'm almost too exhausted to talk about how much i dislike this book i am too i feel like i got all of my like anger and upsetness out 
Yeah. <sighs> I, I just want to kind of go through um, some of the quotes from this book to mm. really emphasize how Kalia is not an appropriate heroine. Yeah. Like she, so these are like verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> these, are, these are direct quotes from the book. So here we go. Kalia had never felt so small and unloved. Every moment of cold silence endured while forcing herself through the village stabbed her in the heart. Well, there's some bad English. Um, no one cared. <laughs> <laughs> that no one cared was part of the quote. That was the <laughs> I just quote. want to make that clear. <laughs> and then, like, this is her explaining why she was chosen to the cold king. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I am ugly and no one will ever want to marry me. <laughs> no matter how useful I am, my mother doesn't want me around forever and no one else would want to take me. <sighs> And then he responds later at some point in the book, do not be ridiculous. You are a child, an ugly child. (laughs) (laughs) These are direct quotes. (laughs) Here we go. She had never had friends, never been included in fun or companionship or conversations. (laughs) Happily ever afters weren't meant for the girls like her. They were meant for the pretty, privileged girls who had families that loved them. I... (laughs) (laughs) So... Again, it's okay to have an insecure yeah. heroine. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a very common type of heroine. But this is ridiculous. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's unexplained, or not unexplained, but it's not connected to anything else. It's not based in anything. So she's like this, yet it doesn't impact her trying to do anything. Like, um, it doesn't keep her back from doing anything. Because I feel like actually convincing characters that are self-conscious, like it keeps them from making decisions. It keeps them from doing actions. But she's like, oh my God, I'm so homely and sad and wayfish. And then she does something crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, Her character just isn't (laughs) believable. There's no depth. Yeah. She's just a plain Mary Sue. Pollyanna, like insert self here, Mm -hmm. except not because (laughs) don't. Nope. Yeah. (sighs) Oh. It's just depresso. I saw. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) I saw another quote I had to get in here um, with a primal scream. I want to know what that means. What does that sound like if you're a man? (laughs) I don't know. And I want to know what growling sounds like. Because those are things that I have never heard in my actual life. Yeah. But people use them all the time. On book talk right now is like man growling. (laughs) Yeah. Because what does that mean? I don't know. The the closest I can get is, uh, what's his name? Gerald from. Yeah. uh, That's pretty. And that's not a growl. I would say it's just like gruff or Mm -hmm. like. You know, we need a better description than growl because I even think growl is in this too. It's oh, like, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there are many things wrong with this book. We do not recommend. Don't read it. No, but I hope you at least enjoyed our like not hating on it because that's not the right word because we had coherent points. Our argument against it. like Because yeah. <laughs> it was hopefully exhausting. we saved you a, a Kindle investment mm-hmm. on this book. Yep. So from our shelf to the trash can. <laughs> Sorry. We'll see you on garbage day. (laughs) Hi, readers. If you'd like to help us pick our next book, send us a message on Instagram. Or if you'd like to just listen, we post new episodes every Monday and Wednesday on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bussin'.